0: Okay, Lady Ada, what is this?
1: Hello, and welcome to your weekly 7.30 p.m. show and tell. It's me, Lady Ada, here with Mr. Lady Ada. or at the Adafruit Factory where we make all these dreams come true. For the next uh, half hour or so, we're going to check in with people around the community. What are they building, making, and hacking? Come on by and show us uh, your 3D printed stuff, your soldered stuff, your cosplay, or, or whatever you're coding and writing and making. We would love to see it. Uh, I'll take two, three minutes per person. I meet your mic when we call you. When we're done, we will go off and do the next show at eight o'clock. So we have to get out of here at about seven fifty. All right, let's start with Scott, because why not?
2: Hello. Hi. Uh, happy to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: Um, we're well, glad w- to have you too.
2: Yay. um <laughs> First, uh, wanted to give a shout out to Dan and and all of the awesome CircuitPythonistas. Uh, I released Beta Four on Friday, and it turned out it had a pretty large, nasty file system bug. And I was like gone all weekend, and I came back on Sunday evening, and Beta Five had been released uh, with a fix by Dan. So kudos to Dan and everybody who helped uh, Dan get those fixes out. Um, for those of you who are CircuitPython folks, I encourage you to try Beta Five. We're really getting quite close to having it uh, ready for stable. And then we'll be pushing everybody to 4.0, uh, not beta, but 4.0 proper. Um, so if you want to contribute to CircuitPython and never have or, or haven't in a while, um, simply download download beta 5 and give it a test in all your different projects. And let us know uh, if you run into any issues with that. Um, make sure you back up your code <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, because that might be one of the issues you hit. So. Uh, that would be super cool, and then um, I I just grabbed a couple things to show. So I source uh, I source Game Boys off uh, ShopGoodwill dot which is like their own auction site. And I I saw this come up. It's a it's a transparent uh, or clear cased uh, Game Boy Pocket. Um, it's missing the glass on the front, um, but I thought this was really neat, especially uh, for me to show people kind of. What's under the hood? You can see, like, here the white here is the elastomer underneath the plastic button, which is kind of neat. Um, and because I'm like getting kind of like less than stellar quality uh, Game Boys, and it came in a pack of actually five. Um, the other interesting one that I found is this, which is pretty wild. And it's actually just like some, it's interesting to see what people, like previous or- owners, have done to their Game Boy. Uh this is literally like Sharpie uh on on the front of the Game Boy. Um you can see in the back it's like the standard color. Um so I thought that was really kind of interesting and I, I think I I I would definitely wash it because all of these are, are really gross, but I'm ho- <laughs> kind of hoping they're very gross. And they actually like once you wash them, they they are much nicer. Um which is well, there's
1: like there's that video of, like you know you can like wash it in that special mix that makes the plastic clear you know white again yeah retro bright yeah
2: yeah retro bright', yep.
1: yeah, retro bright. the yellowing um uh sulfur or something
2: yeah, it's really interesting i I have a you that one of those yamaha keyboards I have I took out all of the little plastic buttons and you can actually see like the very top of the button is discolored yeah. and you can't wash it off because it's actually like discoloration of the plastic um so, yeah, that's pretty neat. I actually, I uh, talk about Twitter news. Um, I responded to somebody who was interested in having, finding a Game Boy so they could actually decap it and reverse engineer the chip itself, Cool. Mm. Um, which I think is really neat. And I, I somehow Twitter decided that I would like that. <laughs> um, and I don't I re- know why. <laughs> I like immediately, re- but their picture was like of a giant stack of Game Boys. And so I was like, well, I have some if you need it, but like, And then they like DM'd me and they were like, You realize I don't have any at this point? I'm like, Oh, like I can help you get some. Um, And then I also did an article. I don't know if you're going to talk about that now. Yeah, I
0: was. I was going to say for subscribers of Triple E Spectrum magazine, (gasps) congratulations, Scott, and everyone who works on CircuitPython. This is it. Scott Shawcroft is squeezing Python into microcontrollers. Adafruit is betting the language will make sense for makers. So congrats, Mm -hmm. Big Ink. Yeah, it was cool.
2: Thanks for setting me up with that. And uh, Julianne, who did the did the uh, who wrote the article, was super fun to talk with and did a great job conveying it uh, really well. So kudos to her as well.
0: What's cool is this is like the fifth or sixth Python on Hardware article, and you can tell when journalists start noticing things. You know, makers are the things that makers and hackers are doing on weekends. It's kind of um, it's in obscurity for a little while and like maybe people notice it or not, but now it's it's hitting mainstream as they mm-hmm. say So more more articles and more more people doing Python on hardware.
2: Yeah, expect to see uh, lots of cool things coming yep. We'll keep All right. rolling.
1: All right nice. Yep. Next up Phil B Hello and, there. Cramp head.
3: Nope. yeah, let oh, me. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. I hit the wrong button uh, I want to try this, uh, <laughs> this other camera see if this works my desktop camera um looks like it's working um good we've been it's not out yet so don't ask but we have been trying to do a thing you know these d-pads on the game boys are just um really nice for for playing games and stuff and we've been trying to make a thing to uh to do that you know use using the same kind of d-pad hat and just make a pcb and use these nice elastomer pads and Boy, I don't know what it is, but this is just, um, it's not working. I mean, it kind of works, but it's like, it needs to be spot on, like work. So you can like play, you know, Mario or whatever. And like 99% working isn't, isn't good enough. And, uh, there's so many little variables and stuff, but a lot of it is, you know, we're, we're trying to do this with a laser cut case, which has a lot of slop. Um, this isn't like super precise, like, like an injection molded case. And maybe that's part of it. You know, maybe it's something in the PCB design. I don't know. But if if anybody knows, like, the hot tip on um, what it is with these D-pads and elastomers, if there is, like, if someone's written the book on this and you got you got uh, a link, I would be super grateful because uh have just not been able to get it to work well.
1: Specifically, like, you know, it works. Like, the, the buttons and elastomers work, but when you... Press one button, other buttons go off by accident.
3: Yeah, you get these false diagonals. False diagonals,
1: have. which is which is very weird. When you press hard, and it seems like the, it hits the elastomer and it it sets them off, and we're not exactly sure is it the height of the 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 cavity the deep pads in is it you know, the, the finish, uh, you know, the, the silk screen to cover the non-pad areas. Like it's, we've kind of tried to mimic the Game Boy Pocket PCB, but it's, it's being surprisingly finicky, which is for something that seems quite simple, like, oh, you press the button and it goes, but it's actually not, uh, it's not yeah. that simple. It's,
3: if you're just trying to, you know, if you press this button, then this happens, no problem. But something like a game um, is actually, like, really nuanced. And, you know, you're trying to play Pac-Man or whatever, which has those cardinal directions. And if things go off diagonally, you know, your Pac-Man goes where you don't want it to be, and you lose. And uh, that, that's that's not what we want, you know. It needs to be spot on. So I don't know if we're going to, you know, continue on this angle, or if it's just like, yeah, set it aside, and we'll try it. A different approach but uh i just i've been surprised at how finicky you know this
2: seems like a simple thing and it turns out it's it's actually really quite nasty yeah i do know that the game boy pocket buttons bounce i was surprised by that because it's i am used to a mechanical like uh, metal on metal mm-hmm. but i i can confirm i've seen bouncing happen um with a game boy pocket as is
3: yeah, it just it, it, it. because that's what we were using. That's where we got our D-pad and our was out of a Game Boy pocket. So that's
2: right. it. Definitely uh, bounces. Yeah, I just yeah. added support for that. Do you, yeah.
1: do, you, do you get false um, diagonals though? Like when you hit left, you get up signals ever?
2: Um, I could test it some more.
1: Cause that's the thing that's what we're getting. That's the weird thing. Like bouncing is, you know, you can filter that out, right? right but it, right. It, it thinks that you're hitting both up and left instead of just left when you're not. And that, you know, that, that actually is a totally different it confuses games, right? Cause you're like, oh, you want to go diagonal. And you're like, no, I don't. I'm only pressing down the left button. So I don't know. I might I might do another spin with a different elastomer but it's very, it's very mysterious because you know, it's should just work. It doesn't seem too complicated. We don't know if it's some weird. Maybe there's some magical come like, oh, the Game Boy Pocket ones are iffy, but Game Boy Color or the Advance, those work great. You know, or like if somebody's seen somebody recycle mm-hmm. like, or reuse these pads in a project.
0: Yeah, there's also maybe. some suggestions in Discord for me to check out. Mm. Oh,
3: you yeah,
0: go. Yeah. Thank you. All right, that's a call for help. Folks can post uh, in the yeah. comments after the is posted, but we're also in Discord. And you can add paint your dragon yeah. for suggestions on elastomer and PCB. Especially if you've and, seen
1: this. I mean, I know there's a lot of like, oh, I have this, you know. Oh, did you do this? But if you've actually seen it done, that's yeah, what we're. If you're out there
0: watching and you design the game and you actually you nice. actually
1: use these parts, because there's a lot. There's a big difference between like what should happen, which we know, and what actually happens, which is what we're debugging. But we're yeah. we're hot on the trail. All right. All right, Noah and Pedro. What are you extruding?
4: Yeah. Hey, folks. So, uh, this week we have a Pipe Portal project. And shout out to Brent, who's on the uh, Adafruit IoT uh, <laughs> team that uh, inspired this project. Hey, can you plug it in for me, please? You're my hand model today.
1: Uh, I don't know hand model. Yeah. So, here's the
4: first thing I want to talk about this is uh, one of those new uh, reversible USB cables that we have in the shop. Those are really, really nice.
0: It's do like you like them? Okay, I good.
4: do. I love them. Yes. <laughs>
0: throw all of our other cables away.
4: Oh, it's a pie portal and a pie portal. Yeah, it's kind of meta there. Yeah, so this is a little bracket that we printed to uh, kind of fit on a standard uh, wall mount, a light switch, to be precise. So it's kind of a two-piece design. You can kind of hook it into this other bracket that kind of stays stationary, secured to your light switch. And the cool thing about that is you can reuse the screws that are on your standard light switch. Um, So you can take that off if you want, yeah. And we're just using some uh, some M 25 nylon standoffs to elevate the board and secure it to that three D printed bracket. Uh, and yeah, we're running um, the the animated GIF um, project code that Lamar put together. It is actually a learn guide up, so I just grabbed that and uh, converted some of our um, some, some of our After Effects works. Uh, so I made those little GIFs, and they play really nice on the Pi Portal.
0: Can you send me those? Because I'm gonna do some swear track ones, but I will put that oh. in the
5: beginning
4: or the
1: end. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. They should be in base camp. Right? They're on the, um, they put them on the guide. Oh, okay, great. Yeah,
0: they're in the
4: guide too. Oh yeah, I forgot I did that in the yeah. morning. Okay, yeah. Never mind. Good, <laughs> good job past you. Yeah, no, thank you, past Uh yeah, so they, they went really well. Yeah, just a couple of different things. You got the Moo editor uh, logo yeah. there.
1: Yeah, what's nice like, so. is just a plain gif. Like you don't have mm-hmm. to you know, you wanna m- maybe make it uh, well converted, but other than that, it's a little slower than it runs on a computer, but and yeah. then you just drag and drop gifts, and they play. So
0: you can also turn, you know, you can rotate the gifts the other way. So for all the folks who always oh, okay. wanted that animated conference badge, well, yeah, you can do it. Yeah, totally.
4: Yeah, and you have some really good uh, documentation on how to kind of optimize the the gifts using a, a free yeah. online converter. So that's if very anyone
1: had other suggestions, I, I tried to do the best I could for the uh, for the gift conversion. But it's yeah, like it's a, little, it's a little unclear because you know it's like some of the it's like it's unclear what takes the most time mm-hmm. I did profile is it the decoding is it the reading it from the disk like you kind mm-hmm. of you
4: know,
1: eventually to sit down and try like eight things and see like okay this helps this doesn't these right. two things work better than you know yeah.
4: the Steve the test. transparent thing uh transparency thing was was interesting like oh yeah hey you can it'll make the file size smaller but it'll process a little bit longer so yeah
1: it yeah. does take longer because it's yeah. it has to do these weird start stops okay
4: Interesting. Cool. will check up. it out. All
1: right. Next up, Brent.
6: Hello. Um, hey, they, I, I actually okay. have Pedro,
1: two
0: have Oh, oh sorry. N- no Pedro, did you have anything else before we Oh yeah, we can sneak. Sorry, Brent. Sorry. I think I think they were gonna show two things. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Preview, uh, it's not yet.
4: Is this a little alarm clock powered by the Pi Portal coded by Davis Sells. He's using his L card um, yeah, UI for that. So it's a alarm clock, and we'll talk about that. It's got and some
0: snazzy tweet. features. Yeah. Snazzy. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is the Captain Janeway edition.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: It look like a, this looked like a QVC from the year like 2400. This is great. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So that I out that don't ask. All right. Now we'll go on to Brent.
1: Thanks, I apologize. Brent. apologize. Thanks,
0: <laughs> Thanks, Brent, for waiting.
6: About I had to get it. the
1: Star Trek clock. Okay, Brent. Hi.
6: It's okay. Uh, hello. Um, the past week I have two Pi Portal projects. One of them is what I originally asked uh, Pedro Noe to make the uh, wall mount that's actually behind me right now. But it's a Pi Portal um, thermostat thermometer smart display. So when you cover up the light sensor on it, the light sensor I've been on the Pi Portal I've seen used for a few projects now, it's like there's no accelerometer so it's like how do I show something on the display and kind of change between the things? But you could wave your hand in front of it and it'll show the current temperature from the ADT7410 on the back of the Pi portal, along with today's date and time. And that was added last week to the, um, and it sends the data to Adafruit.io when it's the display is on, but when the display is on, it sometimes heats up the sensor. So by default, the display is off and, um, it shows the date and the time from Adafruit.io directly. So it pulls in that data. So wherever you are in the world, you don't have to use in real time clock, or you don't have to set the time manually. And um, it'll pull in the data, and it's really easy to use. So this is the first project that I've done that uses it. And then my second.
1: No, oh, you muted yourself by accident. Oh, you wanna
6: mute? Oh, I don't know if this will work, so we'll see. Um, this is another Pi portal, and it's using um, the ESP32 Spy CircuitPython Python library. And I bought a ten-dollar Wi-Fi enabled light bulb on the internet. And it has a HTTP uh, API very similar to the Adafruit IO API, so I did a little bit of Circuit Python code for it. So we'll see. Okay.
1: So booting.
6: Yeah, it's booting. Okay. Um, it enumerates all the light bulbs on my network. I only have one, so similar to enumerating the feeds on Adafruit IO. Then I have it toggling the state of the light bulb. They actually have an endpoint to toggle it, which is kind of useful. We'll see if it actually toggles though. Okay.
1: Looks like Jason. Danos. Light bulbs
6: out of a. Oh. Hey, there we go. Light on. Yeah. And then okay. you can set the duration on their endpoint so it slowly fades the light bulb out as well. Oh, nice. Really cool. So I'm going to add um, touchscreen buttons to this and maybe a second light bulb as well to control between the two. As a the right. portal project. Yeah.
1: Okay, you can have a little little con- light light control remote switch. Yeah. Uh- Thanks,
0: All right, good right. stuff. And as long as everyone keeps three four minutes, we can still get to everyone. We're going to go to Sophie, then Dan, and then Daniel. So
1: Hi, right, Sophie. What's
7: up? Hi. Hello. Um, I made a space suit to go along with my space helmet that I showed a little while ago, and um, it's you know I made a whole like sewn jumpsuit that's kind of aliens slash NASA inspired. But um, what I have here is just the chest piece. And i was just gonna show this part here, which is this panel that um, comes off. It's just stuck on with magnets. This is all made out of EVA foam. Um, And this panel is made out of EVA foam too. And I've got a couple of little, these are just like greebles, of optics from something that I don't know when we took it apart, but we just keep everything. Um, And the inside is uh, this wacky little circuit. Um, I mean, it's a really simple circuit, just some LEDs connected to a battery holder, but I have this kind of rat's nest. I don't know if you can see it, but it's it just looks like a bunch of rat's nest plastic. And that is 3D pen. Um, I needed a way, I wanted to have these three little panels that I laser cut on my laser cutter. They're just acrylic. I wanted them to each have a different light. Um, I especially wanted this bottom one to be red. And I accidentally made them so close together in my design that I didn't know how I was going to keep the light bleed from making all of them red or looking pink in the middle um, because I just didn't give myself enough space to really make a physical barrier there with anything that has a lot of dimension. So I was looking at the inside and I thought, oh, I really need something like like hot glue or something. I just need to squish it around those, um, those panels. And then i remembered that i had this 3d pen so um it's kind of like you can use it like a really high definition hot glue gun and i just um squirted it in between these little panels on the inside like this is the tiniest little wall and i just built up little walls around each section and then um, I just embedded the LEDs in there with the 3D pen. So they're just in there for good now, unless I need to snap this apart. It's just PLA, so it's pretty easy to work with and take apart if I want to. Um, and that was just a really quick fix and some way for me to use this 3D pen that I really didn't know was gonna actually be useful for anything. So yeah, just a quick little tip, I think.
0: work. Yeah. I think I have one of those too, and I'm just like, what am I gonna use this for? Now I have an idea. So.
7: Yeah, I thought so too, but just keep it handy. You never know.
0: Some Kickstarters that ship, you get them and you're like, oh wait.
7: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tips yeah. Are so but... Oh yeah.
0: I was a backer on this. Huh. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you so much. If you want to sticker, you know to get a hold of
8: us. Thank you. All right, Dannan. Hi Danan. Hey guys, how you been doing? Yeah, Dan. Um, well, I I shown off uh, I was remember I'd want to do a, another case for my phone, a little speaker. Uh that's project's kind of uh, expanded. The speaker part's gonna be a whole separate unit.
5: Right.
8: Uh, however the phone case it's grown to uh, going to have a few more things added in. Yeah,
0: and he
1: dies. He dies
8: well um not sure where actually i could probably put a couple of googly eyes up here but it's going to have a uh inductive charger uh, was it the charger for a uh a smartwatch I'm trying to think of a design so i can have the circuit playground slide out and then i could yeah. use an app and uh program right from the phone um i don't know i'm one, cool. uh,
0: that works
1: needs more uh,
8: uh It it may grow more
1: Um,
8: in anticipation for getting the Pi portal. I've already got a uh, external power supply, so it'll be portable. Um, I'm trying my hand at uh, puppetry. I was doodling with uh, fusion 360 during last week's show and a little uh, sparky and I got the uh, eyes to work.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's great. We're having a the time there. This is the most fun place yeah. on earth.
8: Oh, I love making. All, right. All right, you got
0: anything else going on?
8: Um, actually, for the moment, that's that's it. All right, right well,
0: you're great. You can get a sticker now or later. It's dealer's choice. Feel free to email support at adafruit.com
5: and keep coming back.
1: All right, see, good. You. see you.
5: All right, Daniel, place out. Hey, Daniel. Hey. So last week I. Talked about the escape room that my middle school class is making. So this week I thought I'd bring in uh, another uh, escape room. This one is uh, got the circuit playground on top. Last week I had it mounted underneath with light pipes. You can see the lights. This week we have it mounted on top so we can get to the buttons. And this was actually inspired by a couple of John Park's projects. So this is going to be a a self-locking box. So uh, it would lock I, inside, uh, I have a, I'll oh, try to see there. I have, uh, instead of a stolen wood, I am using a little uh, micro uh, micro server um, that works there and it locks the box. And then they have to come in and they have to, on top here, they have to use the potentiometer that's hooked to the circuit sort of playground and enter a code that they'll have to decode. And once they do that, then uh, it, it will, um, you move the uh, micro, uh, the, the, the servo motor and move the, the popsicle sticks, that was inspired by a John Clark uh, when he did popsicle sticks uh, earlier uh, with cardboard, I think, cardboard and popsicle sticks. So I liked his idea of a self-locking box, but instead of the servo motor, I decided to use a little uh, uh, servo motor there. So. So this will be one of the, the things that they'll have to figure out what the, what the combination is and open up. And then inside will be a, uh, another Lego minifigure that they'll use mm-hmm. for an RFID reader. So that's the uh, second of our many escape room boxes.
0: All right. Well, if you want a sticker, you know where to email us. And thank you for making something fun for middle school students, which is normally, you know, middle school is normally referred to as the escape room. But you're yeah. making things for them to want to stick around and and do fun things and, and code and that's a very you know popular thing right now people go to escape rooms they can learn how to build those things and make those things so thank you for for doing it i know being a teacher is a lot of work and you probably spent a lot of your own time on this but thank you
5: yeah i i spent I a lot of time but it's been really fun like i guess the circuit playground is really fun to play with and there's so much you can do with it so uh, this year I, i'm trying to tell the kids that it's not just the things that are on the circuit playground that you can do but you can hook so many things to it and do other things it's really really fun
0: yeah, when we talk to the teachers, they're like, "I get like 20 bucks, and I what? Can, I need something that plugs in old computers doesn't have an ID download. Can use, you know, a text editor. We teach we teach Python. You know, all those things they, they told us about, and now it's here. So thank you so much for using it as as intended, and also for lots of ways it wasn't intended. Yeah,
5: yeah. So thanks for actually. I I usually use the, your your classic one and Arduino, yeah. but when you, yep. once you guys went to the Circuit of Python, it was so much easier just to plug it in, and you can just. You know, nobody. Yeah. We just start coding right on the thing. It's been so much
1: nicer. Yeah. Well, no. we the classic. You know, you could watch the video. It's like at the time we didn't have that. Yeah. You know, we thought like, oh, maybe in the future we'll have such a thing as Circuit Python, but we didn't have it yet. But then as soon as we had it, it was like, okay, obviously, yeah. this is where it. This is the place was like it the be. booster
0: rockets to get us here. We're like, one day it'll be able to do everything, and then now it is. Now we're here. Okay. The future is here now.
1: Thank you, everybody. All
0: right. We're here every single week, 7 30 p.m. Thanks for making this the best half an hour. Thank you, Sophie. Thank you, Scott.
1: Thank, thank, you, Scott. thank you, Phil being. Noah, Pedro, Pedro you, Dan. Dan, and thank Daniel, Daniel, and Brent.
0: Thank you, Brent. Uh, we'll be here next week, and Ask an Engineer starts in just a couple minutes. See you all next week.
1: Thank you, everybody. Bye bye.